All right. I'm just really thankful to be here, to be invited to share with you, and uh, the opportunity to share the good news with you. So I'd appreciate if you just lend me an ear, and that would be really cool. been really seeking God, and uh, hopefully I don't get too excited and scare you away. All right? I'm starting out kind of tame. Um, but why don't we open up in prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. It's just, man, it's like a sharp sword. It cuts, pierces to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Lord, your word is like a, it's like a surgeon's scalpel. It just kind of hit us, Lord, right where we need it, bringing answers, answers to questions. Um, give us, Lord, a word, we pray for our lives tonight and for our lives so that we can just run our race and thank you for it now in Jesus name amen and amen so uh okay I already welcomed you pastor mark and pamela are out there they just recently had their anniversary so i've just been uh kind of involved in this church since 1994 done a lot of the i was one of the first youth leaders here, and uh, Pastor Mark's kids were part of that little group. And so then I just got really busy serving the Lord and trying to find, you know, if you start out in the ministry of helps, if you want to get into the ministry or into any phase, if you just start helping and being there and being present and just being a light, um, the Lord will begin to just move you into new dimensions in your calling, okay? All right, so let's say, I just really, I was sitting here on Sunday, Pastor Mark was preaching, and I just started getting, a, he, he had asked me to preach, and, and I was like, okay, it just started coming to me, and, and if I were to give this a title, it'd be uh, that God is a God of restoration, he's a God of new beginnings, and what I was sensing is that many of us, have, how many of you have experienced some kind of a pain or a loss in your life? Maybe it's been recently, and it doesn't make sense. And it's like, why, Lord? What, did, what caused this? And, and, you know, God is a God of new beginnings. He will start things fresh and new in your life if you will just give him some faith and just trust. You know, if you just give him your heart and just say, I don't understand this, Lord. I don't know why but I trust you. And then he'll begin to move you into a new direction in your life. And I faced many setbacks, many problems in my life, and just standing your ground and just believing. And if you will believe, uh, David said, I would have fainted had I not believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He had to believe in order to see the manifestation. Now we know that faith is, now faith is, so we believe that we receive when we pray, but sometimes that manifestation of our miracle takes a little bit of time. How many of you like when it takes a long time for an answer to come? Huh? Not, not one of us. Lord, I want it now. Come on, give me that breakthrough. I need it now. 
And there are just, there's some character development that we find when we really stand the test and we really just press through and press in and God is developing strength and character through that test that you may be going through tonight. So if I were to share the, uh, what I wanted to share with you is that I want us to, um, many times in our losses, And in our disappointments, in our pains, it's easy to look back, right? And really, why? How many of you ever kind of had a hard time with the past? It's like you keep looking back, you keep thinking about it, the memories are there. And it's like the Lord wants us to begin to look forward, okay? That's the posture in order to get out of whatever it is, that loss, that pain, that disappointment. It's time to really let go of the past and really begin to focus on our, uh, the future because our future really is truly bright. Your future is so bright. It is so bright. All right, so I guess I better get a scripture to you. It's in Isaiah 43 and verse 18. I'm talking a little bit about new beginnings talking about a fresh new start, and then it's a brand new day. Every day is a new day, and today I believe I receive. Uh, today I believe. Would you help me? Would you say today? today. I, believe I believe I receive, I receive. My, miracle. my miracle. It's mine now. It's mine. In Jesus' name. It may be a financial miracle. It may be a relational situation. Uh, some people have gone through a divorce, and it's like, oh my goodness! It's like talk about financial ruin, uh, uh, pain. I, I don't even know what that's like. Thank God, but you know what? God is a God of restoration. He will bring healing into your life. He heals the brokenhearted, and He binds up their wounds. Okay, so you just stick with it a while and you're going to see God move mightily in your life. He will not let you down. He's not going to let you down. Now the devil, he'll lie to you and say, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, mm mm-hmm, look at you again. Look at you, failure, business failure, financial setback. What you going to do? It's like, I'm just going to trust in the Lord. Why don't you be quiet? I'd say it a little... (laughs) Tell him to shut up. Because all he does is lie. He lies about our life. He lies about your past. He lies about your future. He lies about your kids. He lies about our country. Huh. He's a liar. And he's a defeated foe. And we're going to stand up and we're going to take back everything that the devil has stolen from us. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of him trying to push me around, mess me up. No, 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 no. You cannot have my school. You cannot have my students. You cannot have my kids. You can't have my finances. You can't have my city. Oh, no, you didn't, Mr. Devil. You get behind me. I tell you what, get a little ugly and just use the weapons of your warfare and smash his head in. Just do it. Break it. Resist the devil and he will do what? He's going to run from you as if in terror. Oh, no, there's somebody who knows their rights and their privileges. I can't stick around, but do you really mean it? Or are you just talking it? 
He's going to test us from time to time. Anyone ever felt the heat? A little bit of fire? Yeah, we've all faced some heat and some fire. Recently, we went through that pandemic. All of us went through some mental health kind of tests. You know, the devil trying to mess with us with depression and discouragement and some people getting almost like feeling suicidal. Mm, He's a liar. That's all I got to say. But see, God is, let God be true and every man a liar. This thing right here has got me through so many battles, so many tests, so many things. And I tell you what, you just take this weapon and begin to use it. And you're going to see such growth in your life. It's okay. Just hang in there. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong. Be strong. You know how... I have to in the morning, I'm like, Lord, I thank you. I'm strong in the Lord. I don't feel strong sometimes. How many of you feel strong? Not necessarily, but see, faith is not a feeling. It's, it's, it's of the heart and we just, and it may not even feel like anything's changing right now in your life. And I'm here to encourage you. If there's some disappointment in your life, if there's some setbacks in your life, if there's some tears in your life, some sorrow, some grief, the Lord wants to turn those uh, tears into, uh, just here, I'll, I'll read this scripture. Those who sow in tears shall reap in shouts of joy. How many of you had some tears? Wow. You know what? Every single one of them is counted by the Lord. They're stored up in his bottle in heaven. Okay, and he's going to restore so much joy to our lives if you just believe. And you just begin to confess the word. This belongs to me. I have this. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The feelings will come. The manifestation and the growth will come. You just be strong and you just stick with this thing for a while, okay? All right, I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I've been tempted to quit so many times. And it happens almost every day sometimes. <laughs> but I realize that, you know, I was, I was just kind of coming in here and it was like, I sensed like the Lord was just showing me as you're entering into a new season, Brian. And Whoa, what do you mean? A new season. It was like you passed the test. Uh, I just sense that the Lord's moving us forward. Okay? A new season. It's a new season. It's a new season. Today, it's a new season for you. All those losses, all those disappointments, I'm reminded in Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 30, 31, it says that when a thief is caught, he must repay. How much? Yeah, seven times. That's with interest. So when we go through things and we just kind of went through some baffling things sometimes, we just say, you know, you stand on that scripture and you say, no, no. Lord, I believe you're restoring back to me sevenfold what the devil has stolen. When God restores, he makes it better. When God gives back, it's always better than it was before. Okay, he's creating a new heavens and a new earth. Okay, so this is pretty. I like getting outdoors. How about some of you? I like rivers. I like trees. I like big mountains. I like just looking at things. And it's pretty, but it's fallen. It's actually, there's going to be, God's going to wipe it all out and start over again. It's going to be even better. This isn't a bad world, but there's more to come. There's more to come.
So over here in Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 18, I'm using the New King James Version. The prophet Isaiah says, do not remember the former things. Don't remember the former things. There's, there, there's a time where we've got to let go of what was and gain a hold of what is and what is yet to come. Okay, So it's turning from looking back and just focusing on the negative. Anybody been tempted on focusing on the negative lately? It's like, look at the news. Oh my goodness. I tell you what, turn some of that noise off and get into this good news and you'll start seeing manifestations of his presence and his glory and his power in your life that are just far greater than what the world offers us. So it says, do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old. Why? Why? I want you to get your eyes off that past so that you can get focused on what's ahead because, behold, I will do a a new thing. See, God's a creator, and he can create a bright, beautiful, wonderful future for you that baffles the mind. Okay? It says, now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Those are desert. That's kind of dry out there, but he's going to make, he's going to make all things new. Behold, I make all things new and he's not done with you yet. Okay. For some of us, he's just getting started. Okay. He's just getting started. I'm going to turn over to Ephesians 3.20 because that kind of popped up when I was reading that, this. And it's, I'm going to read the Amplified Version of the Bible. So we've got to get some, just want to get some faith stirred in you and just share the good news. This is good news. What we experience isn't necessarily good. But I'm reminded in Romans 8.28, it says, He makes all things work together for the good. Of those that love him. Now it doesn't feel like it's working out right now, Lord. It's just terrible in my Lord. There's like five people. I got teachers that are out. I need substitutes. I don't know where to put these big bodies of six. Where am I going to put all these kids? How am I going to make it through today? I don't know. But Lord, I'm believing to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You're turning that school around. You're turning. It's, it's ha. It's, it, nope, you can't have it, Mr. Devil. You can't have these children. I'm prophesying to myself now, okay? Can't have them. That's God's territory. It's because, you know what? There's some believers there, and we're taking it back. But we're also... He says he'll give us, uh, you'll tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy that we're seated together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He says over in Joshua, it says, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread, I have given it to you. Where are you walking? You work in a warehouse? Work in a school? Work in a business? Maybe you just walk, walking in your neighborhood, just claiming that turf. I'm claiming that house, that house, that house, this house, that one, this one, that one. This whole neighborhood belongs to God. Lord, send angels. Because we got some work to do here. 
we got some work to do, and it's, we're going to have to get busy because it's a quick work, right? We want the Lord to come back. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. I'm being scriptural. Come quickly. And you know, some teenagers are like, slow down, slow down. I want to have some fun, enjoy my life, get married. And it's like, don't worry too much about that. But come quickly, Lord, because it's getting messy. It's getting messy, Lord. But as for me and my house, we's going to serve the Lord. And you know, it may be bad out there, but it's not bad in here. It's not bad for the family of God. I'm reminded in the land of Goshen way back when, I wasn't there, but in Egypt, right? We had the Hebrew children, and the Lord began to pour out his judgments on the big bad Pharaoh and all that group because they wouldn't repent, they wouldn't get their hearts right. But over here in the land of Goshen, there was light. It was good over here in the people of God's camp, but over in the world and in their system, it's falling apart, isn't it? But we're upholding it a little bit with our prayers now, okay? We're going to keep praying for our government, keep praying for our city and our state, our local, our federal government, because God's got to get some stuff to us. He's, you know, so he's not through. God is not through with California or Stockton or Lodi or Galt or Valley Springs. It's not done, but it's just getting bold. Be bold, be bold, be strong, be bold. A righteous are as bold as a lion. Get bold, get bold, get bold in your prayers. Get bold with your faith. Get bold, get bold. Be bold. Be bold. It doesn't mean be rude, but be bold. It's okay. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. It really is. It's the power of God. So, wow, we got some good stuff cooking here. You are some mighty men and women of God. Just get the fire back on the inside and just put up your dukes and just... Mm. bring it no no i'm gonna knock you down devil you can't have my finances no interest what is what is this inflation pardon me inflation no 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 i'm not believing for no 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 i don't receive inflation now it's affecting the world and it's kind of hitting some of our pocketbooks but god could keep you ahead of that He can keep you ahead of inflation. He can give you deals. He can help you find great cars that you can drive for years without a lot of mechanical problems. Business ideas cometh to me right now. Receive it. Money-making ideas cometh to the body of Christ right now. Receive that. You don't have to be some CEO in order to get a money idea. Some of you already got the ideas. Just got to get a little fire underneath that, get it fanned up again. Some of you already got, God's already given you some ideas. But we get busy, right? And then we become forgetful hearers. 
So maybe the Lord has given you something, you wrote it down on a notepad somewhere, and it's way back somewhere in a closet somewhere. I encourage you to go get that. Bring it out in front of you again. And say, money cometh to me in Jesus' name. Now, we're not being carnal about this. You need money to survive, right? And God wants us to have it overflowing. He wants us to abound in every good work. I abound. Let's say that together. Face confessions create realities, right? So let's just say, I abound in it to every good work. I receive, Lord, your ideas, your creativity, your understanding, your anointing. In Jesus' name. All right, man. Some business. I got a lot of money makers here. Come on now. Come on now. We, you know, no, no, no. We got to get some stuff stirred up here, and we're going to keep ahead of the cost of living. We're going to invest. We're going to plant seed into good ground, and we're going to see a harvest. A harvest. A harvest. A harvest. A harvest of righteousness. A harvest of peace. A harvest of understanding. Revelation knowledge. We're in the best of times right now. We need God more than ever, so he's going to show up more than ever. All right. So Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, this is one I've stood on many a time when it didn't seem like anything was changing, not a whole lot was working too well. Lord, seems like the economy's going down the tubes and I'm a little concerned because I've got a family to feed. And I remember those days where I looked at the economy beginning to sink back in 2008 and 2009, and then it didn't sink, it just collapsed all around us. But the Lord provided, and he brought me through it step by step by step by step by step by step. And every step was uh, just, I'm thankful that he brought me out. It didn't seem like it was, I was, it was really kind of painful And I didn't really understand why. Lord, you had me go this direction to build in the area of business and to make a good income in the banking and real estate world, and then it all fell apart. I don't get it. Why did you tell me to go that way? I I still, to this day, don't necessarily understand that, but you know, I I had to get along with God. And I had to get a few scriptures and say, you know what? This feels horrible, terrible. It looks terrible. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. And I just said, in this scripture, Lord, I'm not, I didn't sense any great stirring. Sometimes you just get a few scriptures, whether you feel like it or not. You just get them on a three by five card or two or ten or twenty. And then you just say, this belongs to me, regardless of how it looks in the natural. And God, you, uh, with God, nothing is impossible. It looks impossible because it is in the natural, but God is a supernatural God. And he makes things that are impossible to us possible. 
and he can turn that captivity. He can turn that situation around. And he is, it's his will and his purpose to bring you out into a large place, a wealthy place, a place of abundance. And yeah, sometimes you got to walk through some stuff, but you know what? Your harvest is coming. Your harvest is here and your harvest is now in Jesus name. So you just stand your ground, yeah, and you just keep on standing. The Lord will speak to you. He will give you things that are just specific to you and to your particular situation. If you lack wisdom, ask of God, who upbraideth not, but gives liberally, okay? But the Lord will even in your quiet times begin to give you little cues, a little prompting, a little sense. Go this way, put a desire in your heart, and you know what? You'll step out in faith and you'll see great results. So I know he doesn't want us to walk through this all alone. He's with us every step of the way. Just preaching, sorry. Uh, so, um, So this scripture I stood on. Along with that one in Isaiah forty three eighteen, new beginnings. But you know what? It can be better than just what it was. Mm. Yeah, it can be better than what it was, and it and it needs to be in many cases. I don't know what you've been through, what your experience is, but um, many of us have faced disappointments. And I just want to encourage you again that those that sow in tears shall reap in, t- in uh, shouts of joy. That's in Psalm 126, verse 5. All right. So this is amplified in Ephesians. It says, Now to him who, in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us. Where's his power at work? Within us. Now, sometimes you got to get stirred up a little bit, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do we stir it up? You start speaking the word. You start turning on that worship music. You start praying in tongues. And you start getting the power stirred up in you. And then, let's see what happens. It says, uh, According to his power that is at work with in us is able to carry out his purpose. God is able to carry out his purpose for you and to do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Hmm. Now you've heard about meditating in the word, right? And, and, the, and it says, meditate in these things day and night. That you may, let's go over to, we got to go over to Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Keep that scripture up there just for a minute while we go to Joshua 1, 8, okay? Look at that. Look at this. Infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. God is able to do far greater than we can even ask or think. Far greater than we can ask or think. So let's start asking and let's start believing and let's start getting our faith kind of focused on. It's getting better. It's getting better. It's getting brighter. It's getting, I'm getting healthier. I'm getting fitter. 
Uh-huh, I'm getting happier. Joyful, right? It's, it's changing. Oh, man, we don't want to be all bummed out and depressed, right? I, I came into the family of God to be bummed out, depressed, and discouraged. And I want to go share that with like 15 of my coworkers. You know what the boss did? That jerk. You know what Sister Silly said? Did you know what they said about you? Do you know? Who cares? It's like, mm. no, who cares about that? Let's get focused on the things that are above in Colossians. Setting our mind on things above where Christ is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. It's like getting it, you know, it takes some work. Mm-hmm. You get up in the morning, you just want to roll out of bed and be grumpy. How many of you, how many of you wake up once in a while grumpy? Don't admit it. No, you can't. we all do. Except for, there's a few people that don't. Maybe Sylvia. She's our example. Joy in the morning. Right? Uh, but I tell you what. It takes a little bit of effort and work if you were to go to the gym and you looked at the equipment and you said, hmm, that's a pretty cool piece of equipment over there. Yeah, look at that treadmill. Oh, that's pretty cool. Look at those weights over there. But you never did anything with them? Are you going to get any results? I go to the gym so I could just look at equipment and then I leave and I feel better already. You're only fooling yourself if you do that. But if you go to the gym and you apply yourself, you take that weight, take that 25, 30 pounder, and you apply yourself, you'll see some results. It may not be tomorrow. You'll feel sore tomorrow, usually. But you'll start seeing greater and greater strength coming and bigger and bigger muscles building. And maybe you get your cardio fitness a little better. Why? All because you applied yourself and you actually went and you were consistent. How much more should we train ourselves unto godliness? Without which none of us are going to see God without holiness, but also just training ourselves. Be diligent. Be diligent. There's an, be diligent. Be diligent. Most of us are diligent to eat three meals a day. Why? Because I don't like being hungry. What if you were diligent, you took a week and a half, and you said, this week I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to spend some time in the book of Colossians, and I'm going to read it, I'm going to reread it, I'm going to reflect on it, I'm going to think on it, I'm going to study up on it, I'm going to look in a different version of it, I'm going to look at that verse and then just, Lord, what does this mean? How do I apply this to my life? What do you think would happen to you? Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir here. You get bigger. You get stronger. You'll get spiritually nourished, okay? And that's that meditation because we got to really begin to think about the word, take some scriptures, and really reflect on it and chew on it. And then you'll begin to see the results. I'm just teaching a little. So over in uh, Joshua. Now, Joshua was a wimpy dude, right? He was a general. He was like, you know, a four or five star like general. People would stand. 
He was a mighty man of valor. He hung out with Moses. He didn't leave the tent of meeting. He was just chilling, and he caught something. And then Moses laid his hands on him, and there was impartation. So here's the next leader for God's people in the Old Testament. And the Lord told him, you better do something, boy, or else you're going to fail. You can't go in and possess the land unless you take the word of God and meditate in it. Day and night. More than your battle plans and everything else, seek me first. Seek me. Seek me and live, is a scripture. Seek me and live. Seek the Lord. So, in verse 8... It says that this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it every other day, day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. You want a good marriage? Get in the word about your marriage and how you should behave towards your wife or you should behave towards your husband or how we should behave to our coworkers or how we should behave to our neighbor. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Don't throw a rock because they got loud music on. Actually, Literally, if you got somebody harassing you like that, take authority over it and bind it in the name of Jesus, and the Lord's going to run it out. You just stick with it a while. But I tell you what, let's get into this word and really begin to chew on it, really begin to meditate on it, and where are you at in your life, and what do you need? Do you need a new job? I've been there. Lord, I don't like this feeling. Unemployed, little child here, Mr. Mom, little child here. Well, thank God for unemployment. It's really going to get me through. I want to do better for you, child, and you. But I'm unemployed. What do I do? I got a hold of a few scriptures that promised me God's a God of new beginnings. And I went out, sat by a lake, and I said, I don't know what's going on up in here, Lord. And it don't feel good, but this is you. And I don't care what my circumstances are. It was a hard place. So hard. So I'm not making light of hard, difficult things. But God will break you out of that. And you might have to use your willpower just a little bit till he can whisper something in you that'll give you a fresh start. So I I said, Lord, I just, I got real. I just got real. Lord, I don't like this. I got to feed my family. The economy's collapsed. What do I do? 
but I stand on your word. I found maybe three scriptures. This is you. Don't matter what else is going on. Way, way down on the inside. See, your spirit, the real you is on the inside. And that's where God speaks to us. Okay? Usually not out of a burning bush. I wish. Right? You like those encounters with the angel. Take your shoes off. This is great. I love the glory. How many of you love the glory? You come to a service. Mm -mm. Yes, Lord. You shouting hallelujah. You running around this place. Falling under the power. And that's all good and that's fun. But what do you do when the chips are down? And you ain't got no feelings. You get alone with God and you just say, this word is more true than anything the devil's throwing at me. His fiery stinking darts, whatever it is. And deep down inside, sometimes it takes a while to get quiet. And sometimes a scripture will pop up just real quiet on the inside. It's like, whoa, whoa, I think that's in. That's like in Second Chronicles chapter 20. Or this is over here. And there was like three words that came to me. Praise and worship in this season of my life, that season. Praise and worship. Whoa. No burning bush, no glory cloud, no lightning strike. Although it would angelic visitation, no, no, just praise and worship. And so I started, ooh, I think, I think, you know, that's not the devil. He don't want me to do that. Mm-mm. And half the time, I got to really work on me to get into a place of wanting to praise and worship because it's so busy. But that was my answer. I kept chewing on it and chewing on it and chewing on it. And it's like, okay. I don't care how long it takes, Lord. All I'm, he didn't say pray and fast. He said praise and worship. That was the key that unlocked the door for a new career for me. So I'm going back to being unemployed with the little kids. And I stood on the scripture about God, you're a God of new beginnings. He said, okay. He showed me how to get into that new beginning for me. It was praise and worship. I just went about two weeks praising and worshiping the Lord. I found some songs. I think this is back when cassette or CDs were still there. I got this one song going and it was so fresh for me. It was like, oh, I play this over and over and over and over again, because I'm getting in the presence of God. I sense his power, and it's like the glory is surrounding me now as I praise him, as I worship him. I remember sitting in a chair, and it was like the breakthrough, I guess you could call it, that came. I saw myself sitting in a pile of ashes, just a, a little mini picture on the in, in my spirit. I saw myself sitting in a pile of ashes and an arm, the arm of the Lord, and the word of the Lord came to me and he said, I'm drawing you out. I'm drawing you out. It took me about two weeks. It doesn't take long when you get busy. All right? But I didn't know how long it would take. I was, but okay, I'm not going to really pray about this. I'm going to praise and worship you and just get in your presence and glorify and magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name forever. And it's like the Lord showed me is that it's not going to be all at once. I wish it was, but he began to draw me out and open doors that led to 
employment. So what is it that we need or you need? God's not withholding any good thing from you. So I just encourage you to seek the Lord about your situation. Get alone with him. Find a few scriptures. Be bold. Be strong. For the Lord thy God is with thee. He will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He is with thee. Lo, I am with you even unto the end of the age, Jesus said. I'll take that mess and turn it around for you. But you've quit focusing on what is behind and start reaching forth unto what that which is before. And we'll go ahead and conclude on that scripture over in uh, Philippians chapter 3. Whew, a, I mean, I wish I could say it's always easy. But it does get, there is an ease. But sometimes you have to labor to enter into rest. That's a whole different message for some other time. But, I mean, there's been times where, whew, I had to fight the good fight of faith. But man, the winds were contrary and blowing against me. And it's like another attack against the financial health of my family. And it's just like, no, I'm just going to keep pressing in and not giving up. Ain't going to quit. Ain't going to give up because my faith is giving substance to the things that I hope for. Mm. Okay, so Paul, the Apostle Paul, been reading a lot about him lately. What a cool guy. Man, dude went through so much hardship, so much pain, so many things, attacks. I'm sure he got frustrated at times. But he learned some like principles of the Word of God, and he kept pressing in and he kept getting into new territory with the gospel and was literally changed the whole course of eternity. Went into all kinds of lands, conquests. Mm, The devil didn't like that. So he threw a lot of heat at them. But he learned this secret. It says in verse 12 of chapter 3, New King James, it says, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind And reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I pressed towards the goal or pressed toward the mark for the prize of the high call of God in Christ Jesus. I pressed towards the mark. And what I guess I really want to communicate is if you take a few of these scriptures and put them in front of you, that's going to define your future. Your past is, don't remember the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I do a new thing. I'm doing a new thing, Lord, in your business, in your finances, in your health, in your marriage, in your relationships, in your community, in your workplace. 
in the political things of this life, the Lord is doing a new thing. And now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Spring it up. Spring it up. Let's receive. Let's receive. See, faith comes by hearing, but then we need to act on it. And you know, it doesn't take a lot. Mustard seed faith. You just get, a li- get it going. Get it in motion. And I, I truly believe that right here tonight, change. Circumstances are changing. Because I tell you what, your faith is greater. Greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. Be bold, be strong, for the Lord thy God is with thee. Let's rise up on the, let's get big on the inside. We don't want to be like spiritual um, I don't want, I'm trying to choose the right word. We don't want to be uh, starved spiritually, where you're just like, your spirit's all shriveled up. The real you, I, I guess uh, Smith Wigglesworth would say that he was like a thousand or 10,000 times greater or bigger on the inside than he was on the outside. He was a great man of God. So there's a, the real you, the big, it's getting bigger, okay? And how's it getting bigger? You're going to the Lord's gym. You're going to start. Does it feel good all the time, Aaron, when you work out? This hurts. Who got me up at 6 a.m. to do this, Brian McFarland? Or whatever time they meet. But I'll tell you what, I'm looking good. I'm looking better, feeling better, sounding better. It's called the fruit of the Spirit. You're no longer angry, man. You got joy like a river. You got love. You got peace that passeth understanding. So work out. Let's work out. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be diligent to apply the Word of God in my life. going to take some of these mountains and whittle them down. What did Jesus say? Analyze the mountain. How, man, that's an ugly mountain. My kids are lost or backslid. I don't know if they'll ever come back. Lie. You can change that. We can change that. We, I include myself in that. Yeah, the enemy are trying to take our kids, drag them somewhere that they were never created to be. He's a liar and a thief and a cheat and a robber. Can't have our children. But we're not going to study the problem and analyze it. We're going to speak to that. We're going to start speaking to our mountains, okay? You come to Harvest Bible Church, you're going to learn how to beat some stuff down. Kill some giants. We got the spirit that was on David in you. You got the spirit that was on Gideon in you. He's in you. And greater is he that is within you. So let's get big. Let's get bold. Let's get a little bit ugly in our faith. 
Yeah. And take back what the devil has stolen in Jesus' name. All right. So I guess we can end on that. Uh, we'll pray, though, okay? Let's just kind of, could you uh, lead you? Heavenly Father, just say that with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I just take hold of your word. I'm bold. I'm strong. The violent take it by force. So I'm taking what belongs to me right now. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen and amen.